When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we have some good news and some not-so-good news. The good news is Owen Power was nominated for the Calder, being named one of the three finalists for the award for Best Rookie. The bad news is, though, is that Rasmus Dahlin was snubbed from being one of the three finalists for the Norris Trophy. And I think there's a real argument for him being on this list. But before we get to that, though, let's get right into it with the Calder. Again, Owen Power being nominated for the top rookie in the NHL. Going up against presumptive winner, Matty Beneers from the Seattle Kraken. And finally, we had Stuart Skinner, the goalie for the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton now being in the second round of the playoffs, being in part due to Skinner's play this year, ending up picking up the slack after Jack Campbell had a very rough 2022-2023 season. So, Taylor. Yeah, to say first, the least. Yeah, to say the least. So, first, let's talk a little bit about power season here and why he is deserving of this award, of, of being a nominee, I should say. And I guess the likelihood, albeit even if that is slim chances, that he ends up winning the award. Yeah, I would say I agree with you. I think the favorite is definitely going to be Beneers, and I, I would imagine he wins. But it does seem like power should and will be second. I, I, like we said, at the very least, he's in the top three. But he, yeah, he had an awesome year. Uh, I think Berniers kind of helps put him over the top that his team made the playoffs and that he was a good two-way guy. Power is really interesting because he he doesn't have like a crazy amount of points this year for the Sabres, but he's definitely was an offense first guy uh, at this point, which is no surprise. A guy that's in his draft plus two year that young, like most guys are not good NHL defensemen on the defensive side. In fact, most guys just don't play uh, at age 20 in the NHL at all. So I think an interesting thing with him, or he's kind of an in-between spot because he doesn't really choose to shoot that much. Uh, he did have a, a really good amount of assist, which is nice, but he's in an interesting case. And I think this is a thing that most hockey fans like. It's not easy to quantify, but analytics people have basically said this for since the beginning that there are guys who even if they don't have a lot of points drive offense and he is a guy that very clearly drives offense to a really really impressive degree that his point totals definitely don't uh, show off quite yet and I think actually non-analytics people believe that as a concept too but maybe have a hard harder time quantifying it or or even just picking out who it does and doesn't apply to 
So Power has just been, a, he's an awesome offensive player. I think good things happen when he's on the ice because of him. And he didn't really play with good partners for most of the year. Regardless, he played pretty well most of the time and he got some power plays on him. He was good there. And he seemed to be more confident as the year went on. So that, that's good. His own zone, like the improvement I think will come. I guess it's a matter of how much improvement there is. And yeah, I just looking at it, it just seems like this is the kind of year that Veneers would win. Yeah, I mean, and that's, of course, not to take anything away from Veneers because he did have a spectacular year this year. And as you had mentioned, Power really did not have a consistently good partner at any point throughout the season this year. So that, of course, next to goalie, it may be even above goalie potentially, is right near the top of the priority list for Kevin Adams heading into this offseason and something we'll be talking about an awful lot as the offseason continues to progress. Let's talk about Rasmus Dahlin now, Taylor. The finalists for the Norris, you have Eric Carlson, who is the presumptive winner after an unbelievable season this year for the San Jose Sharks. Then, of course, you had Adam Fox, who had a solid year. And surprisingly, Kel McCarr ended up getting nominated after, of course, he won last year. However, he missed a lot of time this year. I know Darlene missed some games as well, but I think that there is absolutely an argument that could be made that Darlene was more deserving of that spot than Kel McCarr is, despite the fact that pound for pound, Kel McCarr very well could be the best defenseman in the NHL right now. But that aside, Taylor... Do you think that there is a real argument for Darlene being there ahead of Makar as the third finalist and even maybe even ahead of Adam Fox as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, I wasn't mad when I saw it, but then looking at the fact that Makar played 60 games, I don't know what the number is that is kind of a cutoff for like, you're not the Norris trophy winner or you really can't win a major award, but he missed more than a quarter of the season. Darlene missed four games for comparison's sake. So yep. that was kind of an, ridiculous to me. I hadn't even really considered the fact that McCarr might be a, a nominee. Yeah, like Carlson's the, like you said, he's the presumptive winner. I think he is like almost guaranteed to win it. And Fox, all the way around, incredible season. So if it was those those guys one and two, and then Darlene three, I think that would have been perfect. And I don't want this to sound like a Homer type thing, but like 22 games, like there's a ton of games to miss to be nominated for the Norris. I know I would even be willing to say that on a per game basis, Makar is better. Absolutely. But I mean, how many games can you miss and still be eligible for something like this? Like if you missed 32 games, would he still be eligible? Like that's, I don't know. I, I think it, I, I can't remember. I could be mistaken, but I can't remember someone being nominated for a major award like this, finishing top three and voting with that many missed games. And that to me, considering that all of these guys have won the Norris before this kind of reeks of what the Selkie usually is, which is just yep. like the lazy, like these are the guys that are the good defensive forwards. In this case, it's who are the best, the two best defensemen, Fox and McCarr, and then we'll throw in the guy that had a hundred points. I don't know. McCarr, McCarr to, to me like reeks of voters, not really paying that close of attention. And again, I also get it because no playoffs. I don't know how yep. often guys finish as Norris finals without making the playoffs, but I think, you could even argue other guys. If someone else had someone else they want to throw in there, number three, there's a ton of guys that um, people people that were doing their own lists on the internet had all different guys, like as many as eight guys that appear on the top three, and it wouldn't be that unreasonable. So it doesn't have to be Dowling. To me, though, I, I don't think it should be Makar. And shit, it's not like he's not going to have other chances. If, as long as he's healthy, he'll probably be top three most years. Right. I think that's really what bothers me the most is the amount of games missed because I think you have to take that into account, not only for being a nominee, but realistically winning the award because that's why you end up getting nominated like obviously 
with a lot of awards year over year, there's got there's times, and it could even be the case with the Norris this year that you pretty much know who's going to win. But if you're going to get nominated, it should at least be that you are in contention to potentially win this award. If you know whoever you know, Eric Carlson scoring 100 points. If Eric Carlson didn't score 100 points this year, would Cal McCarr missing more than 20 games and still having the year that he had? Would he still be? a realistic option to win this award. And I say no, because I agree. I think that there is a certain game threshold that you just can't like, I feel like 10 is definitely fair, maybe even 15, depending on the impact that a guy has, but over 20 games, it just feels like that's too many for me. And you're not going to give the Norris out to a guy who played 60 games. I, I don't think that anybody, I, I just, I really, for the life of me, cannot believe that I would love to look, we got to look this up and see, who like of the major awards who had played the fewest amount of games. I don't know if that's something we could find quickly, but I just think that you have to look at, yeah, of course the full body of work, you know, and obviously compared to a per game basis, like you said, Makar beats out most people in the league. If you're going to, again, just like take a defenseman for like a one-off game or something like that. Um, Even based on his production as well, obviously too, like he, he was no slouch when he was healthy, but it just still doesn't feel right. And it doesn't feel it just to me, it's like, if you're not going to be able to give the award to somebody who played 60 games, then they shouldn't just get this, you know, like the Selkie treatment, like you said, where you're just nominating a guy because of the name as compared to the play and who else was actually up in contention for the award as well. So a little bit disappointing there, but I think it's also fair to say that even though it didn't happen this time around, Rasmus Dahlin is going to have some some Norris nominations happening in the very, very near future, and he will be a top three finalist. I'll, I will go as far to say multiple times in his career, for sure. In spite oh, wow. of like this, Yeah. If the Sabres make the playoffs next year, as we're all expecting them to, Dahlin has a comparable year to this year. I think he ends up being a Norris finalist. I think if the Sabres make the playoffs next year, I think it's almost a given that Don Granado is going to be a Jack Adams finalist, but... It'll be interesting to see, I think, next year, you know, how Darlene is going to respond. And if we're going to get another run at how he was last year, then I think that there's no doubt that he's going to end up pushing himself over the edge and eventually being a a Norris finalist within the next season or two. Yeah, absolutely. When do you think the next time we get a nomination for another award is? I think next year. I think Granato, if they make the playoffs, is going to get a Jack Adams nomination. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. He probably would have won. Maybe he would have won this year. Very well could have. Ah, well, that's a good point. I don't know. It's tough to say over Montgomery or even Lindy for that matter. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Consider where Lindy was in the beginning of this season. Yeah, they were chanting fire Lindy. And guess what, folks? An 8-4 win today. Yup. Frederick Anderson uh, saved uh, only two-thirds of shots that he faced today. That's tough. There are other goalie whose name that I definitely know and remember. Also wasn't much better. Kochetkov, excuse me. Yeah, Kochetkov, yeah. Um, but weirdly, they scored three shorthanded goals. Very interesting. Three shorthanded goals and lost. Super weird. Wow. What a weird series that's been. Yeah, two to one Carolina now? Yeah, all three games have been blowouts. Yeah, interesting. Going to be. I would love to see New Jersey tie this up. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be fun. What's that, Tuesday night? Speaking of fun, how about this Florida-Toronto series, huh? I know, right? Well, the Leafs are winning right now as we talk, but it's the first period, so we'll see on that one. Oh, we got Stars cracking tonight, too. Yeah, it's been, I guess, kind of a interesting little stretch. Like, we got an Oilers blowout last night. We got uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the Hurricanes, like, 6-1 and 5-1 in the first two games. So it's 11-2 and then lost 8-4 to today. Wild. It's an unreal run of games. For sure. Can also, we hear a word from our sponsors, by the way? Yes. Uh, this is a lead into it nicely. Uh, do you know how many goals Leandro Seidel has right now? A lot. 13. Holy shit. <laughs> right? Insane. Well, more on that in a second, folks. Let's hear our sponsor. Our first sponsor is DraftKings. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. So we were just talking about the Oilers and Knights. They play Monday. You're probably listening to this on Monday. The Oilers are favored, and they're at home. The over-under for goals is seven. Because I think... Vegas is really responding to the fact that neither of their goalies have been reliable. Laurent Passois and Stuart Skinner in the playoffs, they've both been pretty shaky. But on the other hand, uh, they've both been pretty good in, at other times. They've been kind of all over the place, so you don't know what kind of game you're going to get. Seven feels like an interesting line. I'd be looking at that if I was one of you guys out there. Anyway, if you're interested in that or any other lines going on in basically any sport in existence, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. And you are call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age will vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Well, let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we're officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Earbuds, not earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price points. You can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. So... If you're looking to spend a little bit less money but still get high-quality audio, it helps because, you know, life's expensive these days. Wing prices are going up like crazy. Beer, folks, beer is now – going to bars wing, is a lot more expensive than it was a few years wing ago. Wing thing is insane, by the way. I will not yeah. swear, but I got wings today. I got a double order of wings and a two-slice today. I was with my dad. I will not say where, but it was – for 20 wings and two slices, $42. Oh, I know where you were. Don't say it, though. We're not throwing anybody under the bus. But yeah, no. Good, in, in good fact, God. We'll tell people that that's actually a great deal if you give us money and sponsor your podcast. Sponsor our podcast, I should well say. Well said. Yeah. So you want to see money. Thin Man's Wings, though. Thin Man's Wings. A plus, honestly. Agreed. Have you had the Minky Brutal? I have. Very good. All right, we'll get to them in a second. So, of course, you want to save money on when you can. So on your earbuds, if you can. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that the, in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. 
They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Plus, they come with such tremendous features as three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear qual quality, water, they're water and sweat resistant, and they come with eight hours of playtime. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And then our third sponsor, Thin Man, which we just talked about. They got a lot going on, actually, at Thin Man these days. They Did just you... had their logger jam yesterday, which I'm, I'm that, told uh, a great success. I went to Thin Man Chandler, actually, a couple days ago for May the 4th Star Wars trivia. How'd it go? Did you win? It was bullshit. We came in second. We lost by two points because the guy said, I thought, we all thought he said that there was eight rounds. He yeah. Positive he said there was eight rounds. And he said the last two rounds, you can use your bonus. We got to round six and we realized like we were doing really well. Like we, we probably, we got less than 10 questions wrong for the entire thing. Um, but we didn't realize that we could use our bonus on that round. And there was a bunch of questions that had like double answers for them. Actually, every question had double answers. And that was also the case with the last round too. But we only met, we missed two questions on the last round and we missed one in the second last round and had we had known we would have done the bonus on the first uh, or on the second last round not the last round and we would have ended up we would end up tied and we would have been in the tiebreaker for the win but uh yeah thanks to that we sadly came in second 84 points to the first place team's 86 wow was babu was a really sad answer? story but what's that was babu freaking answer Sadly not. No, we were really hoping he was going to be the the new king of Star Wars. Many people are saying this. Well, what about Darth Crumbo? <laughs> no. Carry on with the ad. <laughs> <laughs> you know that tweet? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So one of the things that man has going on is next Monday, the 15th, a charcuterie beer and cheese pairing class. Brett, you like charcuterie, right? Goddamn right I do. Yeah, so for $45, you can go to their beer and cheese pairing class. Uh, like I said, it's Monday, May 15th, 7 p.m., and you can get your tickets at thinmanbrewery.com. So you're looking to uh, maybe do a little fancy, bougie-type stuff? That sounds pretty interesting. Uh, like we said, you know, they had their locker jam that was very successful uh, this past week. And another event they have coming up, July 22nd, we've mentioned it, it's the Weirdly Wonderful Beer Festival. So they have already, if you go to their Instagram, they already have a lineup announcement. Um, the first round of friends from an amazing lineup of breweries. So quite a few uh, up there. Allagash, you might recognize that name. That's one of them, Atrium. There's a bunch there, so check that out. There's going to be a ton of them there. But yeah, again, that's July 22nd. So your tickets are at, uh, you can get them at weirdlywonderful.com. So check that out. And uh, just another thing I wanted to mention, they have uh, a collaboration with Dopest Dope which they've been doing, but this one, they, they have a uh, new special every Thursday. This one is a pretzel hoagie. And I would recommend also going to their Instagram and look at that picture of that. That looks fantastic. So very interesting. Very interesting stuff going on with Thin Man, as always. Do you have any thoughts, Brendan? 
my only thoughts are that Thin Man is the best and we love it. And thank you everybody who's continued to try American Lemieux. Had oh, a ton yeah. of great feedback on that. It's been awesome. Keep drinking it. Keep buying it. We'd very much appreciate it. And we're very grateful of everybody who's been so supportive thus far. So one thing we didn't talk about, Taylor, the Connor Bernard sweepstakes will be resolved by the end of the day of everybody listening to this episode. As Monday night, we have the NHL draft lottery. So, Taylor, the Sabres right now sit in 13th. The most they can move up is 10 spots. So there is a possibility the Sabres can move into the top three, which would be outrageous if that were to happen. Very, very slim odds of that happening. But again, as a little reminder, Taylor, why don't you talk a little bit about who you are most hopeful to win the draft lottery and ultimately select Connor Bedard with the first overall pick. So I'm torn on this because it would suck to have another like really good, like borderline generational player, like only be playing at 10 PM and stuff all the time, like McDavid. But on the other hand, I don't want him in the Eastern conference. The Eastern conference is already hard. They're, the Sabres are already in a hard division. So I don't, I don't really want to deal with that. So I'm sending him to San Jose of all places. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Jose is cool. They're rebuilding. It's going to be a little bit before they're good anyway, I would imagine. I like Mike Greer. I like their uniforms. They've mostly been pretty good throughout my life until these last few years. So, you know, I always, I guess not like them, but, you know, I always respected them and I don't actively resent them like I do most good teams. So that's something. Uh, Besides that, I don't really uh, get that excited about anyone. I guess Anaheim would be fine with me. Anaheim is, you know, they're also rebuilding. I don't, I don't know how close they are. How about Columbus? Uh, Columbus is it, it's see I don't view Columbus as a threat really going forward which is weird because they do have some good prospects and they have Johnny Gaudreau but they really they suck they were terrible this year and it's not a great market uh, for a superstar to go to I wouldn't say and on top of that they're in the east so I don't really know about them I'm looking at the standings now with the reverse standings Chicago my thoughts are clear on that no <laughs> terrible uh, and then you have Montreal. I don't want them in the division. So no to that. And they just won the lottery. Sorry, you won the lottery in a year where there wasn't a real clear first overall pick. And now you're stuck with uh, glorified David Backus for the rest of uh, oh my God. years. So there's also Arizona, which I don't want to reward whatever bullshit's going on down there. Fair. That's still a possibility. And then the possibility that he goes to Philadelphia. Going to pass on that one as well. So yeah. San Jose, let's get it done. Yeah, really any of the other East teams in that seven to nine spot between Philly, Washington, and Detroit. Mm-mm, no thanks to any of those. I would be yeah, okay no. with St. Louis or Vancouver, though. Mm. I'm going to do a, a no on St. Louis. Why is that? In fact, I'm going to do a no on both, both of those. Vancouver's a terrible organization. He's going to be worse off than McDavid was for the first few years of his career. And St. Louis, I don't want them to have nice sports things. That's very fair. Well said. Well, with that being said, Taylor, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off for today's episode? Playoff James Harden. You got to watch out for him. He's a bad man. God damn it. Uh, All right. Well, everybody, thanks for that one, Taylor. Thank you all, (laughs) though, so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode, make sure you're checking out all of our follow shows. But before you do that, head over to Straight Up Sabres, follow or subscribe to us. And of course, for both of our presenters, as well as Straight Up Sabres, you can follow us all on social media 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next, of course, we have our lovely sponsors that we love so much in the form of DraftKings and that promo code THPN, which you can use at checkout to take advantage of great deals. Raycon, same way. Use that promo code, take advantage. And last but not least, we, of course, love our homies at Thin Man Brewery. Buffalo Sports Trivia, part four, coming up May 22nd. Going to be a great time. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Savers. Hey,